All right. Welcome, everyone. We are on a beautiful Tuesday, a rainy, cloudy Tuesday for me. Um, let's kind of hop right into it. We're talking about how to stay on track with your weight loss, right? Because starting, it's kind of the easy part. Maintaining, it's the challenging part. So, of course, if you want to stay on track, the first thing you want to start, you know, the first place you want to start with that is when you first start. <laughs> so uh, what I mean by that is that how to stay on track. So, cause I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. When I say, how do you stay on track? You're thinking kind of with your extreme diet plan, probably, you know, um, just did a coaching call yesterday. And this person since the beginning of January has pretty much cut out all carbs, pretty much hundred percent keto. Um, I forget the other thing that, oh, intermittent fasting. And so consistent intermittent fasting. And so that's a great example. She's gotten good weight loss results so far. Um, however, I think this is how most people think about the weight loss phase where you're really doing something intense for a period of time. And so how do you stay on track with that is what most people want to know. And I think that that's hard. So I think to stay on track for real, right? I'm talking 30 years on track for my, that's me. Okay. This is coming from someone 30 years on track. So I hope that's appealing to you <laughs> because you, you're caught in this idea. You know, I, I got this. It just comes more and more clear every single day that the way you're approaching weight loss is like, you're trying to do it all at once. You know, you're just trying to get it to do everything all at once. I'm intermittent fast every single day or whatever the plan is. I'm never going to eat any carbs. I just want to lose this weight. And I get it. I get it. I get the impatience, but it's, it's a trap. <laughs> it's, it's a trap to think of it in the short term time frame. So when I talk about staying on track, what I'm talking about is how do you, Hey, Salmonator. Nice. Um, when I talk about staying on track, it's a little anticlimactic for you. Cause I'm not talking about like doing it really intensely. Cause I think the way to stay on track is, to find a way to live at your goal weight that's relatively easy and comfortable for you. And so what that means, and we never look at it this way, because we just look at like, okay, well, tomorrow's day one, I want to lose weight. What's the most extreme thing I can do, right? What's the most I can do to lose the weight? And we'll always start that way, you know? But the alternative becomes, how can I... And you always know, right? So it's like, you want to check your motivation because with that other way of like, I just want to do everything on day one. I just want to lose the weight quickly. You know, the, the, the worst part of that, I so this might be the worst part of it. There's a lot of bad parts of thinking in a diet mentality, but the worst part, part might be of your impatience that it's like, once you get off track, like once you're actually not doing it, you know, when you're not avoiding all the carbs, when you're not fasting, right. It's like to do it, to get on track is so overwhelming, right? So it's like for you to get started with a plan, it's like you you only can do it a few random times because you need to be really motivated, really fired up to do it, right? And so that to me is, is everyone misses that, right? Because there's like, well, once I do it, and then it's like, once you do that, yeah, you'll get some results. But it's like, you got to think about the times you're not doing it. It's it's this this is bypassing you. I know because it's so subtle, and it's like when you think about your weight loss and actually take action, you get all obsessed with it. And it feels like it's a long time, but it's not. And usually, where most of your time spent is wanting to do it, thinking about doing it, wondering why you're not doing it. But I'm telling you, the main reason you're not doing it is because it's too hard. 
right? So you can get yourself really fired up to do it once or twice a year, typically at most. And the rest of the time, it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. It just feels like too much. No carbs, got intermittent fast. I'm not ready for that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the energy mentally, emotionally, physically to do that. You see? And so if you feel that way, you need to use that as a sign that your approach, that the way you think you should lose weight is too overwhelming to you. It's too stressful. And the alternative, which you never think in and you never think about and is never put out to you is that how can I get myself to do something, right? <laughs> What's something I could do to move myself in the direction I want to go in? Because a lot of times the thing that'll make the biggest difference in your weight is not the eating part. It, it is the eating part. Like I want, like the biggest thing impacting your weight is the eating. Okay. We know that. Um, exercising is right after that, but we're really, when we're talking about your weight, we're talking about calories. Okay. But what we really want to be thinking about is a level deeper. And we want to start looking at what are the things I can do in my life that will help me naturally eat better. When you start looking at things this way, I think a, it starts bringing you closer to an actual solution, but b, a lot of times these layers that are a layer deeper are a lot easier. So I will give you an example. So, and you'll see it if you want to listen to the call. I, I this is so fun for me that I'm doing like on my podcast. I'm I'm coaching people, literally coaching people, and we're we're um, videotaping it, and so you can watch me coach someone. And I think that you'll see this process in action. So I think if you're watching the videos and you're listening to my lives and stuff and listen to the podcast, perhaps it's great to hear that information. But to really see it in context, it's way more powerful. So I just put the first one up yesterday on my YouTube channel. Um, Jim Kitsoulis, just look that up and uh, you, you'll see it. And um, I'll, I'm going to start chopping it up a little bit. I'll put some on, on TikTok and stuff and you can see it. But I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about here. So, you know, she gets on the call and the presenting problem, as, as we use in the term we use in the biz, is uh, I've been eating good. I've been <laughs> skipping the carbs, intermittent fasting, we're doing good, lost some weight, been going well, but I'm really nervous right now really nervous that I'm not gonna be able to maintain it. I can feel myself getting wobbly. Okay. And so she thinks the, the problem is that she's getting wobbly. She can't keep eating that way. Right. And so she's her, her solution is how am I going to get myself to keep fasting? How am I going to get myself to keep saying no to the carbs? That's where all of her focus and mindset is. Okay. That's not where mine is because I know that that approach she's talking about is a willpower focused process. And I know that anything that's willpower focused is just short-term temporary. It's not going to last long, okay? And so I know that that strategy she's on, even though she's lost almost 20 pounds, doesn't mean shit because she's not going to be able to maintain it. So who gives a shit? Who cares if you lost 20 pounds with doing something you can't maintain? What's the point, right? So where does our conversation go? It goes for me saying, where are the most stressful areas of your life? right? Because she says, I'm feeling stressed. And this is one area that the food now is becoming a stress, works a stress. You know, I got kids as a stress, whatever, primarily work. That was the big one for her. I say, well, what are your strategies to deal with the stress? None, none, usually food, which I'm not eating now, by the way, notice that, right? A lot of people relax with the food and they say, I want to stop eating. The, I want to stop emotionally. I want to lose weight. Well, guess what? You throw out the food. Yeah, but you also throw out the relaxation you got from it. Now you're in trouble because, yeah, you might start losing some weight, but you're ready to kill someone. You see? So the real secret is to learn how to relax yourself without food. Now, that's easier said than done. I know that. 
But if you made that a focus, and so I talked to her about this, I said, what if, I love the what if questions, right? We can't just take the reality now and act like that's the only reality. It's the current reality, but there's other realities that are potentials if we start focusing on them and working on them. So what if you worked on developing the ability to relax, to, um, you know, feel more cameras shoot me from the moon here. Um, how can you get yourself to relax more? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Of course she doesn't know. She hasn't thought that she hasn't asked that question, right? You may not know. I don't know how to relax. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I didn't know how to relax. That was a stress case. You know, I had to learn how to do it and then work on it for 30 years. Still working on it. I'll have to work on it every day of my life. So there you go. However, the benefits of it, that's what I'm talking about. So I said, if you could lower your stress level from an eight down to a two out of 10, what difference would that make? Um, what difference would that make for you in terms of your eating choices, right? In terms of if you could lower your stress levels from a seven, eight out of 10 to a two to three out of 10, just that alone, nothing else changes. Do your cravings improve? Does your hunger improve a bit? Does your ability to choose the right foods and think clearly improve? Well, yeah, of course. You see what I mean? So it's like, you got to start looking deeper. You're so busy looking on the surface level of what you can force yourself to do through willpower that you're, you're making it so hard for yourself. And I tell you this to someone, I've mastered my way for 30 years. And if tomorrow you took away my lifestyle habits that I have so that I'm not, you know, so, so all of a sudden my lifestyle habits change. And now I wake up tomorrow and I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm stressed out. I'm not breathing. Um, and what I mean by breathing is breathing properly. Uh, I'm not nourishing my body. I'm not moving much. I'm not meditating. I'm not feeling grateful. Uh, I'm not drinking water. After a couple of days, my eating would go bonkers, you know, because all of those factors are influencing what you end up eating and your ability to choose the right foods. So I guess what I'm saying in another way as well is that how do you stay on track is that you make this process easier for yourself. And you start to systematically introduce habits and routines and a lifestyle that reduce your hunger, reduce your unhealthy cravings, increase your healthy cravings, balance out your moods, balance out your hormones, you know? And so when you start approaching it this way, you stop with the trying to fix everything one day routine with the diets, which geez, how much more? How much more do you need to see that it doesn't work? You know, like, God, it's, it's, it's never going to work. It's a goofy, it's a goofy strategy. It's a dumb strategy. Just plain and simple. You know, dieting's a dumb strategy. You know this, right? <laughs> so it hasn't worked. It's not because you're, something's wrong with you. It's because the strategy doesn't work. Okay. So, so the point of making it easy is to start from the beginning with how can I make this easier? How can I stay on track? So it's almost automatic. So now I got all these lifestyle habits, the water one, I worked on implementing it, but now I have it. Now I like drinking that amount of water. If I don't drink that water, I feel thirsty. You know, I've slowly ramped up the sleep I'm getting <clears throat> quantity and quality gotten better at it, practiced it. Like imagine practicing going to sleep, right? It sounds silly, but your sleeping is almost completely subconsciously oriented. That's why it's like, you want to go to bed earlier, but then when it comes time to do it, you don't want to what's going on. Right. So it's a process, you know, but then it's like, once you get it installed, it's like brushing your teeth, you know, like, yeah, sure. Sometimes you don't want to brush your teeth. You just want to go to bed or whatever. But then if you ever do that and you get in bed and you haven't brushed your teeth, it's like, it's just a matter of time to get up and just go brush them. Right. But so you're brushing your teeth is like an automated habit. 
it's there and you're aware of it and you're, you're watching it, but it's mostly done automatically. And that's how you want to set up your weight mastery is you want to set up strategic habits and routines for yourself, a strategic lifestyle that makes it easier to eat and, you know, do the right things that, that allow you to live at the weight you want to live at. You know, it starts right on day one and it's a different approach and it's working with yourself as opposed to on day one, trying to change everything, make everything perfect. Right. Um, so I want to get some questions. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, I have so far lost 60 pounds by walking 45 minutes every day, but how to keep it off is the challenge. Wow. That's great. Well, why is that a challenge? I'm assuming it's Milo. Could be Henry, right? Why, why is that a challenge? I mean, is, is walking hard for you or is it enjoyable? You know, but congratulations. That's quite an accomplishment. Um, eating organic was a big move for me. Yeah, me too. Yep. Yay. Can't wait for that. Thanks for doing that. Going to go watch it this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. I, I think it's real fun. And I got, I did two of them yesterday. So, um, I put the first one up on the, on YouTube. So go check it out and, uh, yeah, give it a thumbs up and all that. So I think it's compelling stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see, see what people think, but I, I think it's fascinating. Um, doing coaching sessions obviously like i like doing them but i always think it'd be interesting for you all to watch because it's i i just think it's completely different completely different perspective you know you're so locked into the dieting mindset that to see a different angle you know what i mean coming at this from a different way it's 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 at the very least i hope it's refreshing you know um you know and some of the strategies may be applicable to you but it's a way of thinking you know what I mean? That I get, I think you get to see for yourself. And I think that'll be helpful. Why do we gain weight back? I, lo I lose weight a lot of times, but always comes back. Well, I mean, it's probably because you stop eating, you, you lower what you're eating, and then you start eating more again. I mean, that's why weight comes back is we create a caloric deficit and it goes away. And then we go back to eating what we normally ate. And then it, the weight comes back up, you know? That's probably why. Now, why does that happen? Well, it's usually because people think of weight loss as a temporary thing anyways. You know, um, I always say this, that people just walk around. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. So I always say, you know, your real goal is that you don't want to lose the weight. You want to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. It's just a more, it's a more specific goal. That's more accurate to what you actually want to keep saying, I just want to lose weight is not accurate. And so your subconscious mind is extremely literal. It's like a computer in a sense. And so you have to put very specific programming into it. And to say you just want to lose weight, well, that's what a lot of people do, right? You lose the weight, then you put it back on. Then you lose the weight, you put it back on. So yeah, you keep losing weight. So again, that's not the goal you want. The goal you want is that I want to lose weight, return to my goal weight, and I want to live the rest of my life in my goal weight on near autopilot. Okay. Because once you set that goal, you set your subconscious mind to start going to work on how to make that happen. But you're not doing that. You're just, I don't care. I just lose the weight. Well, what do you, what's going to happen once you lose the weight? I don't know. I'll figure it out then. As we always tell me. Yeah. You want to bet? I bet you don't figure it out then because <laughs> no one else is figuring out then. I, what do you want? I'm not being an asshole. I mean, let's just we, clean the lenses of our perceptions and look at things more accurately. Right. That can't be a bad thing, even if we don't like what, what we're seeing or hearing realizing but everyone's walking around just so obsessed with it. i just want to lose the weight and this is why i get people oh what do you think about water fasting well i think it's stupid what do you think about you know the, the medicines you know well, I, I don't have type 2 diabetes i'm gonna take this type 2 diabetes medicine because i heard it'll help me lose weight i guess while you're on it if you want to feel sick all the time you want to feel like you're throw up every time you think about food and you want to do whatever else that does to your body great good i, I mean it's just it's 
there's better ways, you know, but when all we care about is weight loss, we choose crazy, crazy things, you know? And so it sets you up for failure um, right from the get-go when that's the only thing that matters to you, you know? And so again, living at your goal, it's a much better goal. That's what I would say. Um, I started making my bed every morning and this really helps me stay on track. Can you tell me why? Yeah, that's not a surprise. I mean, it's a concept called habit stacking. And so, well, that's not quite habit stacking sort of, unless it depends like what you're doing right after. But, you know, sometimes in a weird way, and I, here I am saying like, kind of take one thing at a time and then and I'm, I'm breaking it down to the basics because I'm everything, right? We're Americans, we're all or nothing, right? So it's like, we're going to lose weight. We're going to do everything day one. Everything's perfect, you know? And so a lot of times you hear me saying things like, well, you know, why don't you just start with one thing? You know, but I, I'm again, I'm kind of speaking in response to that. So me personally, I would start with more than one thing. I wouldn't start with everything though. Okay. So we're kind of in the middle. So sometimes if you make your bed in the morning, it's so weird. What happens is a good thing. A good way to think of this is we're, we're in trances all the time. You, you know what I mean? Like, like you've got to understand that as a hypnotist, like I'm all about the subconscious mind because we're all subconsciously oriented where we're, we live our lives on autopilot and there's no exception you know, short of maybe even a monk, but even monks do the exact same routines day after day, you know, so that they can be mindful. And so we all live our lives very pattern oriented. And so sometimes when we're looking to make a change in our lives and we change a new pattern that seemingly has nothing to do with it. Oh, thanks for the rose. Um, when we change a pattern that, that has seemingly nothing to do with the eating or the weight loss part of it, but it's just cleaning, you know, making our bed, cleaning the dishes, whatever it may be. It just sends another signal to our brain that we can, we can change. And I think that's a, you know, again, making your bed, however you want to do that. Like if it makes you feel good, you know what I mean? It can be a little boost. Like, wow, that's easy. And I like doing it, which is how I like to orient all of my weight loss. Everything I do that keeps me thin. I love doing. Yep. Yeah. Susan says cold weather months are the hardest for me to stay consistent. Need to change my negative talk about this. Yeah. And, and Susan, by the way, you can change that in two ways. One is that you could change it and then start being more consistent when it's cold. But the other one is that you can start beating yourself up that you're not as consistent when it's cold. <laughs> and I can tell you I'm the second one. Okay. I, this past year from, from about a year ago till, till about December, my, one of my big movement goals was to walk 10,000 steps a day. I, I really wanted to get to 10 K steps a day as often as I could. And so that was a big focus of mine. And I was doing it. And it was amazing. All of a sudden I'm in, I'm new England, all of a sudden snow and ice, rain, all, all the rest of it. And guess what? I'm not walking as much, you know, there's days I'll get 2000 steps, you know, and I don't like it. And I wanted to go to the Y now and do it. I don't like going out cause it's slippery and I don't, I, so I don't, I don't want to really even do that. But you hear what I'm saying? So sometimes it's like being easier on ourselves. That may not be what you want to hear, right? Because you just want to hear like, oh, how do I push myself? How am I always going to be? Always going to be. Well, again, you can do that too. You know, so here I am. Maybe I'm making an excuse and I'm doing that stuff. Sure. You know, but um, so I don't know if that, that helps you or not, but, but I can relate to that because cold weather is a, a real reason. You know, if I get seven months a year where it's easy to walk around, it's comfortable. And then three, four months a year where it's, really challenging. And I mean that ice, it's slippery. I could hurt myself. It's cold, windy, blowing at me. It's dark all the time. It sucks. <laughs> I don't like why. And I haven't, I haven't walked in probably around my neighborhood. Like I did in two, three months, you know, my whole activity level has gone down. Um, I get bad. Who cares about me? But, but what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that I get it. We're, we're human beings. We don't have to be perfect. Get yourself off the perfection train. Okay. Because while my, my movement goals have gone down, 
I'm not thrilled with that, but I understand why and I'm okay with it. Um, my other ones haven't. And that's what I'm trying to say. We, we get so obsessed with like one thing we got, okay, now I'm going to do it. But when you chill out a little bit and you relax and you see the big picture. So for me during the winter, my water stays the same. My sleep stays the same. My meditation stays the same. My yoga stays the same. My relaxation and breathing stuff stays the same. My nutrition stays the same. My movement went down, you know? And so I'm, I'm working on it though. In my mind, I'm like, what else can I do? And so I'm working on the gym and all the rest of it. But, but I, the, the point I'm trying to make here is not the specifics of what I'm saying as much as it's the, it's the conversation in my head um, to get to a better place. You know what I mean? When I do something wrong, I was doing 10,000 steps a day and now I'm doing 2,000. I feel bad about myself. I don't want to have that negative voice in there. I want to have an adult voice saying, I get it. We want to be 10,000 steps all the time. It feels good. It's nice. However, there are reasons why. Okay. And we're working on figuring it out. Let's work on it. That internal dialogue is just night and day. I think that's what you'll see. When you watch those coaching sessions I do with people, I think one of the biggest things I want you to notice is how negative and intense people's internal dialogue is. And it just drives you into the ground. And so I get to get in there and be much more solution oriented, completely non-judgmental, completely, because I understand that behaviors people are absolutely embarrassed about. I'm 100% not embarrassed. I understand we do things for weird reasons that we don't want to do. And so it, it's always, I, I always love this. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, but it never ever gets old to me that people can come into a, a situation, a conversation and start to feel I'm not judging them at all. I, I really get, I understand there are reasons why we do things. And that has been one of the biggest shifts for myself personally is to just, instead of beating myself up for all the bad things I do, I take a step back and I, I work on change. I'm very much more supportive of myself. And that's, I think the biggest gift you can give yourself to change it all. You know, you get into this mode where it's like, it really is like the parent voice, but the, the unpleasant parent version you know, and you talk to yourself that way and you're trying to, you're trying to make things better. You're trying to eat better, trying to be healthy. You're trying to do the right things and you get a little bit, you do it. And then sometimes you, you always make a mistake or take a step back. And then that voice comes in and just makes you feel so terrible about it, you know? And it's like, what are we doing? Why do we do that to ourselves? You know, it's not effective. And even if it was, it sucks. It's a miserable way to live. And so why can't we be more supportive of ourselves? you know, nurture and encourage ourselves that of course I want to make change. Of course I want to be healthier. Of course I want to walk more and do all these things. And if I didn't do it, there's a reason why, let me figure out how I can get myself to do it. That internal dialogue just brings you in a complete different direction. You know, it's, it's, I think it's the most important thing. Exhausted from decades of yo-yo dieting, losing and gaining change in the subconscious is so hard. Well, I'm so ready to get slim and stay this way permanently trying to work out how, yeah, well, Vicky, good for you. You're on a better path here. Um, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a path. So I would take hard subconscious programming the slow over these tactics that work for a little bit, but I can't sustain. So the subconscious programming, and that's everything I do. So the first thing I'd suggest Vicky is go, go to my bio or the description of this video. And I give you a free hypnosis session. Okay. Listen to that, right? Get understand hip, hypnosis. Subconscious programming doesn't have to be hard. Okay. Um, it's always work like brushing your teeth, right? Was, oh, that's really hard, right? You can say, oh my God, I got to brush my teeth every twice a day, every day for the rest of my life. Oh, that's hard. I don't, I don't know. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of commitment, right? But you don't think of it that way because you already installed it, 
You see? So it's like when you do things the proper way and programming your subconscious mind, I always say like, it's, it's simple, but not easy, you know, but it's definitely not hard. It's fun and enjoyable, but go get that session. And then once you get the session on the next page, there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Okay. Let me show you a different way. All right. And then on top of that, every day I send you positive, encouraging emails. Okay, folks, I'm, I'm, again, my, my mission here in life is to help you live at your goal weight. All right. I do everything I can. I just give a lot of this stuff away for free. Yes, I have a coaching program, um, but I give all, all the stuff away for free. I, I really, this is life and death for me. I want to help you really get the results you want. Okay. And I think programming your subconscious mind is the best chance you have of making it happen and keeping it happening. I, I don't know any other way. I, I would tell you if there's some great diet, I'd tell you to do it. If that new type two diabetes medicine came out, it was amazing and had no side effects. I'd just go, Hey, go get that. You know, um, there's lots of ways that I can, you know, support myself, but, um, I don't see anything out there like that. And I don't see anyone talking about how to master your weight long-term. I see people with quick fixes potentially that never end up being much of a fix <laughs> and they don't last long, you know? So at some point you got to take a break from how you've been doing it. Again, Vicky, right? Exhausted from decades of yo-yo dieting, decades, you know? And it's like you, you freaking diet so many times and for so long and you take a step back and you're like, holy shit, I don't know anything. I don't know any more about how to lose weight now than I did when I first started, before I started my first diet. I don't know any of it. <laughs> I really don't. I just spontaneously sometimes get really motivated and I just want the most extreme plan to follow. And then I follow it for a little while and then I can't stick with it. That's why that, that training I put up yesterday, the coaching session I put up yesterday is exactly that scenario. And both, I, both of them were, they were so amazing because they're going to, you're going to see right in front of your eyeballs the, that the issues I'm talking about coming right up. Like I didn't make this up. <laughs> I want to understand that. Um, I recognize these things. I recognized it first for myself. I went and interviewed people that had lost weight and kept it off for a period of time. What, what the hell are you guys doing? What's going on? Now I did it with an NLP, neuro linguistic programming paradigm. That, that's how I looked at it. So I wasn't just like, don't just tell me what you're eating and what you're doing. How are you thinking about this stuff? How, when did it change? How do you feel about it? How do you think about exercise? How do you think about eating? And I learned how, oh, wow, healthy, thin people think a lot differently about food and their lifestyles and in their health than I was thinking. And so learning that, so like, oh, wow, okay. Hey, guess what? It's the, it's the code. It, it's the programming subconscious to get the results I want. I started doing that and then I got the results, you know? And then I've spent the last 30 years, 20 years professionally helping other people do that. Again, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I'm always getting to the core of what's stopping people. It's not that they don't know what to do. It's that they, they don't know how to influence themselves on a deeper level. You know enough of what you should and shouldn't eat right now. If you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat for the day and then you just did it, you'd have no problem losing weight. Problem is, you know what to eat. You type it in, in your head and then it comes time to do it. And you say, mm, I, don't, I don't think so. Nah, screw that salad. I'd rather, I'll start tomorrow, <laughs> you know? And so you have no idea like of how to motivate yourself, of your self-image. You'll see that tomorrow. Again, <sighs> It is hard for you. It's hard for you because you have no clue. I've literally spent 30 years obsessed with this stuff. I read 50 books a year. I've done 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've invested over 35 grand in certifications and trainings and things like that. It's not easy. I had to learn it and whatever. But now I give it away to you. Okay, so so good for you, Vicky. Keep on this path. And just if it gets hard, so what? Ozempic, yes, right? <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. People gain weight after. I, that's what I mean. Jeez, people gain weight with the surgeries. I, I mean, there's literally, there's no guarantee. 
you know, at some point, the only real chance you have is right in between your temples, right between your ears is learning how to change that. And um, that's got the best success rate. It's the easiest. It's the longest lasting. It's the least expensive. It's the most harmful. I mean, the least harmful um, to your body and to your health. So it's like, why not start focusing on that now? You know, and it's so much more satisfying and, and a sense of certainty. Um, <laughs> yep, I was doing them last night and it fell straight to sleep, right? Yeah. So those sessions too, by the way, you know, that's such a big part is uh, of your success. Oh, cool. Okay. If you guys have questions, ask them. Um, sweet quest. Hey, Darian Neos. Who's that? Like my Greek name or something? Are you talking to someone else? Um, one thing I, I want to talk about this for a second because it comes up so much, and it's really I'm starting to just recognize how important it is. But it's like when you think about your weight loss at this point, like you're you're stressed, you're anxious specifically because oh, there is it. was <laughs> Greek name. Um, because what ends up happening is. You have two simple. You have two nervous systems. You have a sympathetic nervous system, which is fight, flight, or freeze, and you have your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest, rest and digest, rest and relax one. And so, you know what these are—the fight, flight, or freeze. But what happens is when you're thinking about the weight loss, a lot of times you're subconsciously you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response, and you're so used to it physically, you know, because oh hey Mia, um, you're so used to it physically, so the tension you're just used to it. You know, but the bigger problem, understand this, and this is never talked about, and this is something I just recently learned, but the nervous system that you're activating is going to impact how you're using your brain, right? Because when your fight, flight, or freeze is your, it's a primal mode and you don't need to be thinking about things. You're just responding and reacting, you see? And so when you think about your weight, you get stressed and tense physically, but the big part is psychologically, you get stressed and tense and you just keep looping. You keep thinking, what's wrong with me? How come I don't do this? Why can't I get on this? You know, and you're tense. Do it right now. Think about your weight loss and notice where you're at physically. Bet your shoulders are tight. Bet your chest is tight. Bet you're not breathing deeply right now. So when you relax all this, do a deep breath, calm yourself down. Oh, right. And now we think about your weight. And it's like new things begin to appear. You're like, oh yeah, the dieting thing does seem a little silly. Now that I think about it, when I think about my weight, I'm usually very, it's very frazzled, broken thinking, very jaggedly off thinking, right? You're very reactive. You're very emotional when you think about your weight, you know? And this is why you keep repeating the same strategies. You're stuck. You're stuck in this loop. And it's partly because you always have this sympathetic nervous system activated, this sort of tense, relax. Open yourself up to the idea that weight loss could be easier, that you could make this an easier process for yourself, maybe even an enjoyable one, right? But but at least a long-term one. There she is, New 7A. What's your name? I don't, New 7A, that doesn't sound like a name. What's your name? I always know your profile picture. Um, What are the best NLP phrases to tell yourself? That's a great one. My favorite one by a mile is that there's no failure, only feedback. Right. And I think every person with weight loss could really tattoo that on the inside of their eyelids. Right. Because that's the opposite of how people try and lose weight. But that's a core one. There's no failure, only feedback because 
you know, I, and I've really was thinking about a lot of this too. If you, if you all don't know about like fixed and growth mindset, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice. There's so many things. Again, I here, let me just say this before I start sounding like an asshole. Like I'm just saying, you don't know this, you don't know this, you don't know this. But it's like, the point I try to make is that you've been wanting to lose weight for so long, decades, and you know nothing about the nuts and bolts of how to get yourself to lose weight. Oh, nuts. Okay. Where are you from? Nuts. How, I mean, how do you pronounce that? Cause I don't know that now. I've never heard of, I've never met a nutza. Is it Nutza? Um, but yeah, so I try to say like, like, you know, you've been at this for so long and you don't know anything about how to lose weight. And I don't, I'm not saying an attacking way. I say it in a way that it reaffirms what I was just saying that the diets literally, it's like you're in a trance. When you think about losing weight, you think about dieting and you think about this very kind of like limited way of thinking about it. And it keeps you trapped. It keeps you stuck. And so I try and point this out to you that because you take this as a personal characteristic, so I can't do it. And that's, again, that fixed mindset, you know? Um, so the fixed mindset piece is like, you don't think you can grow or change. You just think that your last five times you tried to lose weight on a diet and it didn't work. So I can't do it. You know, it's proof. Just like you think about your ability to lose weight, like your height. That's just what it is. I have no willpower. I'm a sugar, a food addict, I'm a sugar addict. I can't do it. You see, and you think of yourself as a fixed being, a fixed character with fixed qualities. It's bullshit. It's, it's the biggest bullshit thing there is. So growth mindset, you got to look this up if you don't know about this. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I agree. You've got to know, um, you got to know about, and, and you know, and, and I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because growth mindset's important, but you have to know identify what is preventing success. And I agree with that so much because sometimes we're in this weird place with the weight thing where it's like, if you say anything, like I said, Oh, how I respond if I make an eating mistake, Oh, there's no eating mistake. All foods, you know, you know, should be honored and there's no mistakes. That's crazy to me because the only way you can improve is you have a feedback mechanism, right? You need to have feedback. This is the goal. When I do this, I get closer to it. When I do this, I get further away. You got to know that. Or what are you doing? Right. So I agree 1000% with that. The growth mindset piece though, it's like, and, and again, you know, to be honest, growth, like you look up mindset and growth fixed mindset, Carol Dweck, she's like the, the queen of mindset now. It's like, <laughs> that's mindset, right? That's what everyone thinks of it. And it's like, it is important as foundationally, but it's very binary. I mean, and you can be growth and fixed in different areas of your life, but it's like with weight loss, you can almost guarantee you're, you're fixed and um, you need to become growth. But then what? Then to me, the most valuable and interesting mindset distinctions are problem versus solution oriented. I find that fascinating. However, you do need to have structure because the more structure you have in your process of losing weight, the more you have feedback mechanisms. You can understand what's working, what's not. Start to recognize, you know, um, and that's how I've set this up. So again, I can't tell you because you're, you're approaching your weight loss on such a superficial level where it's just like food. It's just calories. I just got to cut the calories down. Okay. Now, technically that's true. Like the calories need to come down, but if you were a robot, that's all you'd need to know. If you were a robot and just type in what you're going to eat, it's easy. I just need to lower my calories. Great. But you're not a robot, you know? And so you can know what to eat, but what you end up eating ultimately comes down to what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what your lifestyle is, you know? And so we want to understand the deeper factors you want to have some granular understanding of the deeper reasons why you're doing what you're doing. And no one ever talks about this stuff as far as I can tell. You know, everything is top down. What should I eat? Give me the meal plan. 
Tell me what exercise I should do and I'll just get myself to do it. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. I mean, God, how many times can you try this? And like, I, again, I, and if you watch Shay, they were so great yesterday. They were really, they were so great talking to them, but you can watch me talk to Shay. She's been doing it for six weeks, almost perfectly. She's getting wobblier because she's a human. And now she has, again, it's so binary, so black or white. And so the second she starts getting wobbly, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do this. That's it. That's the way of thinking of it. You know, anyways, it's got to become more, um, more change. There's a book called The Willpower Instinct that embodies so much of your thinking. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to write that down. I am in a phase right now where I'm reading a lot of evolutionary stuff and it's blowing my mind. I actually, I'm going to do a, um, a podcast on this one. I just finished this book yesterday. Well, not yesterday, but last week. The Story of the Human Body. Is, you ever seen that one? By uh, Daniel Lieberman. Right. Super, super good book. Okay. You listen, the more you understand about yourself, the more you can be strategic with getting the goals you want. Okay. So the new one I'm reading now is evolutionary psychology. And that one, I've only gotten like 20 pages in, and that one is really blowing my mind as well. But I'll check out the willpower power instinct as well. I really like to see that. I'm from Georgia. You can pronounce it like Nuka with a C. Nuka. Okay. I love that. That's a pretty name. I like that. Um, I know how to lose it. I know how to lose it. I don't know how to keep it off. Again, it's the mindset thing. Yeah, Vicky, I get it. So, but here's the thing, right? So now start changing up your goals. Stop saying, I just want to lose the weight and start saying, I want to live at my goal weight. I want to live at my goal weight. What is your goal weight? You know, that, that's a whole thing I could talk about, but you know, the, your goal weight, just shorthand is the weight that makes you the healthiest, the happiest and gives you the best quality of life. Okay. Um, but once you've identified that goal weight, that really is going to make, you know, do all those things for you. Then it becomes a process. How can I live at that goal weight in the easiest way possible? That's my, I'm obsessed with that question for myself, you know, and I'm at a point now where it's like, it really is. It's easier. I, it keeps getting easier. It's, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. I still have a hard time believing it's this easy for me to eat. Well, I still have to manage it. Like I'm, I'm always there. I'm managing it. I'm, I'm aware. It's kind of like, if you ever drive like, um, like cruise control, right. It's like, it's like, it's there and it's doing all of it. And especially like I, I this car now they've kind of updated it. So it's like, if there's a car in front of you kind of slows down. It's, it's adaptive. It's got like cameras and stuff and it'll keep you in the lane and whatever so it's cool right it's, it's pretty good but i'm still there i'm still there right right i'm still driving it i'm ready to jump in anytime that's a lot of how it feels like for me the way i'm eating the way i'm living you know what i mean but most of it's kind of on its tracks doing its own thing and i'm there you know managing stuff like last week was a tough one because it was super bowl and then it was valentine's day my daughter works at a chocolate store just started working at so there's like a lot more chocolate and sugar in my life um, so I have to be careful of that. You know what I mean? Cause it, it, again, I start eating more sugar that starts creating more cravings, you know, but the way you approach all this stuff, if, if you can take a step back and just get out of, I, again, I think the simplest way is to stop saying you just want to lose the weight. You've, you've got to stop that. And you've got to understand why you have to stop that. Okay. Because it just, it's focusing you on just losing weight. And it's not the same as saying, I want to live at my goal weight. I want to get to my goal. And I want to live there for the rest of my life. It, it, that, that reframes things. It puts you in a different space, puts you on a different path. Okay. Um, I've lost five and a half pounds since Thursday, listening to the TikToks and tracking. That's it. Yeah. Great job. That's awesome. That's what I mean. You know, now to listen, but here's the thing, right? I'm just going to say this to you because this is kind of in line with what I'm talking about here. So I hear that and it's like, I would assume, okay, I started off and it, it went great. You know what I mean? Like I, I lost a lot of weight first. Everything's going good. It probably won't always be like that first week. 
You know, I'd be preparing myself for the week where I lose a pound or I don't lose any weight or I put a pound on. What am I going to do then? I'm going to remind myself, this has been really easy. Let me just kind of refocus. What, what was I doing? Did anything else change last week? Let me look at it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's always orienting and really preparing ourselves to succeed long-term, right? That, that's really the key. But that's a great job. Nice job, Kat. Cat's Coffee and Cocktails. That sounds like a good place. I'd like to go there and have a coffee and a cocktail. I like having beer and coffee at the same time. When it clicks and you start eating for fuel instead of habit, game changer. That, Amy, yeah. You know, I, I swear you're right. You've just read my mind because I've really been thinking that the last couple months, I've really been in the fuel phase of it. And it's a weird, it is a weird mindset to be. It's nice. Now, again, I, I in my program, I always teach people, and again, you, you always do what works for you. But um, for me, what I do is I do five days of clean eating and two days of pleasure eating. And that's how I structure things. And so it's five days, Monday through Friday, and then Friday night through Sunday night is, is kind of the pleasure eating. Um, but the fuel eating, it's really gotten, it's a profound thing. It's so profound that it makes you realize the more, what I feel is happening to me, I've been on this for 30 years, but I'm always, it's more. It's like the more I think about eating for fuel, it's like, it's, just, it's weird because I feel myself like coming out of hypnosis almost is all I can say. You, you know, we can't even appreciate just how hypnotized we've been by the food industry. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we all have seen like literally millions of ads and you have to think of an advertisement, a commercial, like a hypnosis session, right? It, it's like, they are going right at your subconscious mind, your subconscious associations of how you think about food. So it's like, I really, I've, I've hit this other level of eating, thinking of food as fuel primarily. And it, it, it is, it's, it is a game changer. I think you're right on, right on the money, Amy. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> cats, coffee, and cocktails. I like it. Yeah. And that's a great job. That's a super job. Weight loss, hundred percent psychological. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree so much. Um, the physical part's the easy part, you know, that's what makes it so frustrating. You know, all my clients are like super smart. They're successful in a lot of ways. And it's like, this is the thing that gets them, you know, like say, Jesus, you know, all these other areas. I'm so, you know, even as I do a college, she's like, I'm a hard worker, you know, but it's like, if you don't know what to do, all that smart thing to do nothing. You know, I got the same brain, same brain in my head when I was 50 pounds heavier binge drinking that I have now that's at the same way for 30 years that, you know, has a healthy relationship with alcohol. So it's, it's, it's not even just the brain you have now. It's, it's the stuff you're putting into it. It's even more important. I often put myself into a box by imagining that certain changes will be too hard and avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to recognize that. That's why, you know, in my program, it's like, there is a hypnosis piece, but I use it as a supplement, but the core piece really that the technique is a self-hypnotic programming technique. I believe you really have to understand how to hypnotize yourself. It's very easy, um, but you really have to understand subconscious communication, what that means for two reasons. One is to be able to program yourself, but the other one is to recognize when you're being programmed by yourself or by someone else. And that's exactly it. Sometimes we imagine things are gonna be so hard. I did that when I started making my salads, I batch make them on Monday. I make four of them now. I, I did a video where I did five, but I make four of them. They're ready for the week. And I remember like it was the second, third week I was doing that. And I was like, oh, I should make my salads. And I remember this voice in my head saying, oh, they take too long. Come on, man. It takes way too long to prepare all those. You don't have time for it. And I was like, no, wait a second. I caught it, right? I was like, I'm going to time it. And I timed it. It took me seven minutes and 30 seconds, right? And I was like, that's not too long at all. And so it's like, you know, again, you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're always up in your head talking. So you've got to get some understanding of this process. If you have any chance, I think, of becoming the person you want to be or getting the results you want. So I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, I'm going through perimenopause. 
does dairy mess with hormones? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm not a big fan of dairy, but, um, you know, so, so again, the cleaner you can eat, the better. What I always say to people, women, um, menopausal, whichever direction, um, hormonal issues, metabolic disorders. Uh, I always suggest, I mean, the lifestyle piece is the most important one. It, it's the most important one for me and I'm not dealing with menopause or any of those things. Um, but to me, it's the lifestyle piece. And if you, if you really take care of the lifestyle piece and what I mean by that, your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, your breathing, your nourishment, your movement, meditation, gratitude, if you can get those into your life in a consistent fashion, a lot of times those will help you deal with the menopausal issues. Okay. It doesn't fix them all, but I think it's a real, it gets you a really strong foundation to handle those things as gracefully as you possibly can with the results you want. Um, let's see, let's see. We need to change the word lifestyle, the collection of habits. Yeah, that's a good one. You're right about that. Uh, you know, I'm glad you said that because people like you'll hear people say, Oh, I need to create a lifestyle change. I need to change my mindset. And it's like, well, what do you mean specifically? Mm, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, it sounds good, but there's no real detail to it. That's why I just broke down to you. My, my lifestyle process it's eight specific habits, you know, and my mindset's the same thing. It's six, it's six categories, you know, that we work on. Um, willpower instinct, how self-control works, why it matters and what you can do to get more. That sounds awesome. I'm going to check that out. I'll get that right away. Does sleeping at proper time help you lose weight or does it matter? Yeah, it absolutely matters. Um, getting a proper quality of sleep is probably, I always think sleep and hydration are the two cornerstones, foundational pieces of mastering your weight. Without those, it is, and sleep's number one by a mile because it affects everything. It affects hormones. It affects your hunger. Um, it affects literally everything. So yeah, getting the proper sleep is probably, that's why I dedicate so much of my time now. I've really been focused on my sleep for the last couple of years, getting myself, I, and I, it takes a while to go to sleep earlier. It did for me anyways, you know, and people just say, oh, I'm just gonna go to bed earlier. Nah, good luck. I bet you're not because the way you sleep is very much like how you brush your teeth, just automated. And so it takes a little while to get used to, you know, I've moved my bedtime up. It used to be two in the morning I used to go to bed. Then it was 12 at night. Then it was kind of 11. And now I'm around 10, 1030, you know, and I might go earlier than that. I don't know. Cause I feel better and better and better every time I do it. And I think that helps contribute to having an easier and easier time. Well, absolutely. I know that's why I'm tracking because I was mindless eating. Yeah. Great. Great. It's so weird. I actually stop and say, I'm hungry. What does my body want need? Yeah. That's great. That's a great one. Yeah. What does my body need or want? Yeah. That, that's a great question. Eating for fuel really opens you. Eating for fuel really opens your eyes to the propaganda media. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Literally a hypnotic trance. I, I think that's the way you ought to think about it. You know, um, working at home in front of my pantry since 2020, added 33 pounds, anything you suggest specifically. Yeah, I get it. And I work from home. So it, you can do it. I promise you. Um, what happens though, is it comes down to the programming you've got right now it's just a natural thing for you to like go in front of that pantry and eat. So unfortunately I kind of got to get out of here. So I can't get in that, but I would love to, by the way, to tell a couple quick things I got to get out of here. Um, if you want to do a coaching session with me and you, we can record it. I'm going to put it out on social media so people will see it. But if you're of that personality type, um, shoot me an email. Okay. We'll, we'll set up a time to do it and we'll record it. Um, I think you'll find it very beneficial and it'll help other people as well. Um, and then other, if right now you want to go deeper in anything we're talking about here. Oh, sunlight, hey, those are cool. Thanks, Chris. Um, if you want to go further with what I'm talking about, oh, thanks for the rose. Uh, go check out that hypnosis session. Go, go to my bio, click out the, the hypnosis session, listen to it. And then once you sign up for it, it takes a few minutes to send it to you. There's a training there, three steps to master your weight. You might want to watch that. <laughs> it's a half hour and it's going to change everything. Um, 
Yep. Yep. I like your video of delaying eating something that was piping in mind to, to eat. No. Popping in my knee. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Those are good strategies, right? And it's always about finding the best ones. I ate chocolate last night. I was clean for 10 days and I feel awful. Yeah, great. So just internalize that. Don't feel awful mentally like you let yourself down. Use that as an opportunity to remind yourself, I don't really like when I eat. It doesn't feel good. Okay. Um, that's a good way. So we need eight hours of sleep. And is it normal to sleep at 11, 30, 12 or earlier? I saw someone say just now that every hour before midnight is worth two hours after midnight. Don't know if that's true or not. I've never heard that before, but I really liked it. And my own experience says that that's true. The earlier I've gone to bed before midnight, the better I feel. So anyways, yeah, you got to experiment with yourself though. All right. Cool. All right, everyone. I, I wish I could stand here a lot longer. This was a short one for me, but I'll see y'all soon. I got some new videos coming out. Check those out. Like them. Um, go watch the podcast on YouTube. I put that coaching session I just did yesterday. It's up there. I think you'll find it really interesting if you're a regular viewer of the lives and stuff. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Cool. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.